Welcome in. You're listening to BMR Access, your team podcast for Bill McAnally Racing. I'm Anthony Alejandrez. In 2000 and 2001, Brendan Gaughan was driver of the number 16 Napa Auto Parts car in the NASCAR Winston West Series. In Brendan's two full seasons in the number 16 car, he would pick up eight wins, 19 top fives, 22 top tens, and two NASCAR Winston West Series championships. In addition to the great success Brendan Gaughan had out west, he also went on to win eight NASCAR Camping World Truck Series races, two NASCAR Xfinity races, as well as a class victory in the 2011 Rolex 24 at Daytona. Brendan Gaughan was a part of a very important time in building BMR into the eight-time championship winning team that it is today. He joined the team just off its first series championship in 1999 and helped them win their second and third series titles in 2000 and the 2001 race season. Stay tuned because coming up next, Brendan Gaughan joins us on BMR Access. This segment is brought to you by BMR Napa Auto Care Centers. BMR Napa Auto Care is a quality independent repair business with the best reputation in the community. Consumers consistently select BMR Napa Auto Care because of the trust and confidence they have in Napa quality parts and Napa Auto Care's commitment to excellence and best-in-class service. Taking care of your car is an important part of protecting your investment and protecting your family. 916-676-0010 or online at bmrnapa.com. Two locations, Roseville and Antelope, and both will deliver to you the same great BMR service. That's BMR Napa Auto Care. Championship service for a championship team. This is Bill McAnally and you're listening to the BMR Access Show. Joining us now on BMR Access is none other than back-to-back NASCAR Winston West Series champion from 2000 and 2001, former driver of the number 16 Napa Auto Parts car, Brendan Gaughan joins the show. Brendan, how are you doing today? I'm always well. Any, any time I have for Mr. Bill McAnally is a good time. <laughs> well, Brendan, I, I want to start out by talking about your uh, your recent outings here. With uh, You ran with RCR here recently. You ran the road course races in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And you've always been a strong road racer. And this year, you've raced Mid-Ohio, Road America. How much do you enjoy getting to come out and run these road races? Well, I... I I love road racing, but I love those road courses also, which is one of the bigger, even the bigger reason, um, especially Road America. Didn't have the finishes we wanted. Um, at Road America, we were as strong as we, as we knew we'd be. We led a bunch of laps. We were really strong. And then, then I, I, I didn't have my, my, old, my old standby steady spotter. And when I lost my temper, I couldn't get my temper back in check. <laughs> and I made a few mistakes. And then I got myself back with squirrels and, and ended up getting wrecked. And, and you know, it was his. The guy called me and apologized, and you know, he made a mistake and blah blah blah. But in 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 the end, it's just racing. But I wouldn't have been there had I not lost my temper. Well, Brennan, I mean, you talked about how much you love those road courses and Road America specifically. You've won there before. I'm sure that had to be a big moment for you, your first win in your NASCAR Xfinity Series career, and on such a tough place. I mean, you've raced there plenty of times to know how tough it is, even to just survive the racetrack. No, that track is is it's it's the it's the best to me. It's the best road course in America. I mean, it is it is what you want out of a road course. It's tough, it's difficult. It has penalties for mistakes. Um, there, there's fast, there's slow, there's elevation change, there's you know blind corners. It just if you're going to teach someone how to drive a road course, you're going to take them to Road America and say this is the place you learn on. And and 
we we've been faster every year. I mean, I'm, I, that's what I love also is every year I go with RCR, we're fast, and we that was no exception this year. We were fast. And another place we've seen you this year has been up at the cup level running the plate races. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you had a great run going at the Daytona 500 this year. You're up front late. And, I mean, I'm watching those late laps in the race, and I'm thinking, <laughs> Brendan Gaughan can win this race. And then, we could. unfortunately, the way things go at these plate tracks, oftentimes people get caught up in a mess not of their doing. And, you know, you go from uh, having a day where you could have won the Daytona 500 to, unfortunately, not finishing the race. But, nonetheless, you know, you ran very well there. You've run very well since then at uh, the Daytona July race. You finished in 12th. How great has it been to run these cup races and really be able to go out there and compete each time? Uh, that's, here's the thing, especially Daytona 500. We had a chance to win. That's all you can ask for in your career is a chance to win it. Some people are lucky enough to survive it. Some people win it. There's a lot of people that don't. Um, I, I came around. It was really funny. With We're coming to two to go. And, you know, so the, the scoring pylon shows 197. It shows the old 62 car. It shows fourth place. And I'm laughing going, I'm like, wow, we're in fourth with a lap to go at the Daytona 500. You know, I mean, you, that, that's, I looked up. I mean, I did. I'm, I'm in the pack. We're sitting there in the lead. Look up, saw fourth, saw we were coming to, you know, lap and a half, two laps to go. I looked and said to myself, yeah, we're never going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, you know something's going to happen. It's Daytona. But, you know, what, that, that's what makes race car drivers such a different animal than most people. You know something's going to happen. But you just drive right into it. You just keep on digging. And, and they wrecked, you know, one row in front of me. And, and we tried. We tried. But, you know, that's, that's part of the deal. But, man, I, I, we had a chance to win the 500. That was awesome. And every time we show up with, uh, with the Beard Oil, you know, distributing equipment, it's, it's fast. And that's what I love a chance to win. That's all I care about is chances to win. And, and they give me one every time we touch the racetrack and on the restrictor plates. Now let's take it back to your time in the NASCAR West Series with Bill McAnally. But to the very beginning of the partnership, how did it begin, and what was BMR like as a team back when you joined in 2000? <laughs> well, it depends on who you ask and how you ask. Um, we definitely have a checkered past, me and old Mac Daddy, but uh, it was fantastic. You know, we, 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 we moved the team all the way over to Las Vegas and, and ran it out of the Vegas shop for those few years, and, and goodness gracious, we were just, some of the stuff we could do there was just, just unbelievable he came off the championship in 99 you know so changing drivers and and changing cities and all these things people were worried and you know i was a young kid then and and i'll I'll never forget one of the first speeches i gave bill had me handwrite a whole speech and this 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 just gives you the definition of bill and i's relationship from the start he wrote this speech out for me and i mean i i i was a, a fairly i consider myself a fairly good public speaker but they didn't want me to make many promises, make this and that. And I walked up there and said, hey, Bill, and ripped the speech up right in front of all the Napa people in front of him and gave a speech that was out of my words. And, and he and I, we, had some, we, we made it through some tough times. But in the end, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me in my life was, was meeting Bill McAnally and getting involved with his race team and his family. Uh, loved them to death. And, you know, I, I look at his kids now and, you know, remember when, when they used to ride on my shoulders at the racetrack. And now, goodness gracious. I, I'd fall over if I tried to put put his son on my shoulders. Now it, it would. It would I, he's he's bigger than I am. Well, Brendan, looking at that first season, I mean, you uh, you were a mainstay in the top five all season long. You get yourself two wins at Mesa Moran and Evergreen Speedway on your way to your first championship. Take us through that first season. Yeah, that first season was about consistency. You know, I I, I had to learn how to win. You know, and we did. We won at Mesa and we we won it at uh, Monroe, but it was really about just 
keeping the wheels rolling, learning not to make some mistakes because I was known to be fast, but known like a lot of kids, you know, I was fast or checker or wrecker. And Mac Daddy and, and, and we had Fred Graves as a crew chief for part of that year. And Shane Wilson, of course, came on later in the year. And, and, you know, that was where we started to learn how to win and put things together. And we went to Irwindale, a place that has been so good to me in my career. And we just, we, you know, we weren't, it was a battle. It wasn't like it was over. It was us and Bobby Daughter. And we had to run smart. And when you're trying to run smart against Bobby Daughter, you know, he's one of the smartest. And at the time, he was, you know, uh, a, a huge veteran that knew what to do. And we were, fortunately, we were just good. We just stayed right with him, finished second, I think, in that championship race to seal the championship. And that was fan- That was just, come on, it's an amazing time in life. I mean, everybody says this is the greatest thing ever. It was. At that time in my life, that was, you know, the highlight. I mean, we, we won won the championship, which is what we all came to do. Napa Auto Parts, you know, their faith in me was was kind of affirmed and and we started running some truck races that year and, and it was you know things were looking up you were quite successful at evergreen speedway when you were in the canon oh, yeah. series you know i mentioned you wanted in your first season there you won again there in your second season and that's a track that the canon pro series west still visits today yep. what are some of your memories from racing there <laughs> my favorite memory is watching the number of people that crash in qualifying because they try to drive all the way all the way through to uh they try to drive all the way through to through turn one, you know, like, like, cause that start finish line. What people don't realize is the start finish line is not in the center of the straightaway at Monroe. It's further towards turn one. And so guys in qualifying, come on, what's our job? Our job, Anthony is trying to get, you know, get to the line to stop that clock. So you drive too deep into one, then you wreck after you qualify. And I always remember watching guys wreck after qualifying there. Um, I was no, I, I almost did it myself. I mean, I'd go in there and, just barely make it through one and two after the checkered flag um that and then you know there's a set of twins up there i remember but that's another story um you know, <laughs> i was young i was having fun uh, you know john zaretsky's burnouts jay john zaretsky was a guy that ran the northwest tour and i'll never forget he won the race in 2001 the second year he won the race and he did a burnout that was unlike any burnout i had ever seen and he did it right in front of the napa tent I mean, just just flat out did the even we're all sitting there in awe of what John Zaretsky could do with a burnout, and he did it in front of my sponsor, and so I win the race in 2001, and I'm going, oh God, like I can't do a burnout like that guy just did. I'm going to look like a schlub, you know, going there. Well, fortunately, it was a fuel mileage race, and uh, we pushed fuel mileage all the way to the end, and we got the checkered flag, and on the back straightaway, I was revving the heck out of the motor, trying to use as much gas as possible, and I ran out of gas after the checkered flag, so <laughs> I didn't have to do a burnout. Well, uh, it's, uh, it's a great accomplishment for any team to sweep a season at a racetrack, but a typical season sweep means you visited a track twice that year, but in 2001, you guys visited Irwindale Speedway three times, and you went out and won all three races. How often do you look back on that accomplishment just an amazement over what you guys were able to do there in one year. It, my career at Irwindale, I think my career average finish is 1.75 or something like that. I, I won the inaugural late model race there, the, the, their very first NASCAR late model race I won. And then we came with my Walker Evans team before McAnally and finished like third. And then with Bill, we were like second, first, first, first. I think we were first again. I think we won like four in a row over two years or something like that. Or No, maybe it was just the three first that one year. But it, it that Irwindale was my very first, what people remember me for in the truck series, is Texas. You know, the four wins in a row, and, and Irwindale was the first place that we that we just dominated. And, 
you know, we, we had Shane Wilson and I and the whole, you know, Bill McAnally Orleans racing team, we, we had that place's number. It just, man, it, whatever we did there was just right. We clicked. It was a track that clicked to me, running the high line, and that was probably where my love of the high line began because I would put that thing up higher than anybody else, right up next to that wall, and we would just set sail, and I loved that place. We had a race car that was awesome there, and it just something special about Irwindale and me. To this day, I still, we still talk about memories of Irwindale. One thing that really stands out from your time in the series is that some of the tracks the series were racing at during that time. Mm-hmm. K&N racing takes place primarily on short tracks now, but back in 2001 and 2002, the series was visiting intermediate tracks like Auto Club Speedway, Las Vegas, and Kansas Speedway. How great of experience was that for you at the time as you were preparing for the next chapter in your career? Well, that's what I, and, and you know, Bill get mad at me for saying this, but that's okay. I mean, I, I've never been afraid to have Bill be mad at me. Um, you know, uh, that's what I think the West Series lacks nowadays, and, and that was a big part of me being able to move up the ladder in my racing career was getting experience at those places. You know, we, we went to California Speedway, and Kenny Schrader and Johnny Benson would come and race, and we'd go to Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and you'd have, you know, the cup t- owners there watching you race and, and paying attention to what you're doing. And, you know, we went to Kansas, the inaugural Kansas race, went out there, and, and all the cup owners and, and John, the Woods brothers had John Wood race and Elliot Sadler came down and raced and you know, you'd watch, you know, that was what we did. We got noticed by those guys. And it was, that was what I, I loved about the West series was you had, you still had your Monroe's, you still had your Portland speedways, you know, the old Portland speedway, the, the old call it a half mile might be giving it some length. Um, you know, those were things that you still had to learn to cut your teeth on and learn to run. But, you had the big tracks to also learn how to gain that big track experience, having the cup owners watched you, and that was those were big deals to us, especially winning that race in 2001. Uh, that was that was a, a, a huge benchmark in our career. Let's talk about that second championship in 2001, because it really was a lot different than the first one. You won six races in 2001, but it wasn't until later in the season that you really mm-hmm. took over the points lead and really finished off that championship fight. Yeah, we, we started the season at Phoenix, and at, uh, at Phoenix, I, I broke my shoulder blade, had a huge fire. Uh, we blew a right front tire, and it, it was just a massive, massive crash. Uh, and it started the season off you know, in a deficit. Then we went to a track to this day that I still don't even like to say the name of, Tucson Raceway Park. Um, not because I dislike Tucson or, or the people there, just because that racetrack is my early version of Richmond, the track that I love to hate. Uh, I sucked there, man. We were awful. My teammate was Herschel McGriff that year, and Herschel finished like fourth or fifth. I'll never forget the second time he was lapping me in that race. I called my spotter and said, hey, Batman, what happened to Herschel? Did he have a flat and come out of the pits? Because was, he was past me so bad. He goes, no, you suck. He's lapping you for the second time today. Um, yeah, so we started in a big hole, big deficit. And it took every one of those six wins to win that championship. We had to uh, we had to come from behind, but man, we were so fast that year. I mean, every track we went to, uh, uh, Phoenix, the big tracks, the small tracks, we just we were on fire. And we started running more truck races that year. Had our first top five in a truck series race that year. Um, third at Mesa Marin. You know, we were we 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 really started to figure out what to do. And Shane Wilson was a big part of me and, and all the crew that was there those years. You know, we all learned together, and that was the culmination of our, you know, Winston West Series together, and we, we had it right. 
BMR has had a lot of success since your time with the team. Just last season, Todd Gilliland wrapped up the team's eighth series championship. And, uh, I mean, it's behind the wheel of the number 16 Napa car, just like mm-hmm. you drove. How cool is it to see all that's happened since you were driving there and, and really see what guys like you and Sean Woodside started by winning those early championships with Bill McAnally? I mean, hell, even, even when Bill got out of the seat with Gary Smith, you know, you got to remember, I mean, this started with Bill McAnally going, getting a handful of filters from Napa filters, you know, and, and driving his own race cars. And then, and then putting Gary Smith in the race car. And, and look, that's a big step. I mean, Bill was a driver. He, he wanted to drive. He didn't want to just be an owner. He wanted to race these things. But at some point, he realized that he, he had the, the start of something good, but nobody realizes how big something can get when, you, when you're starting it. You know, it always feels t- difficult. The decisions are difficult. The most difficult decisions he could ever make, that was to pull himself out of the car and put Gary Smith in. And, and you look from there to the Sean Wood side, to my era, to, you know, then the Austin Camerons and the Eric Holmes and all the guys through the years, you know, this man has had Napa Auto Parts, shoot, it's got to be 20, 23 years now, maybe 25? Yeah, they just celebrated 25 years together just back in 2015. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he it started with a handful of filters. That's what it started as. And look what he's turned this into. He is the predominant, you know, race team on the West Coast. If you want to learn how to cut your teeth and you're from – you know, Las Vegas, California, you know, you, you want to get to Bill McAnally. You want to learn and get to his race cars. And he's turned this into a cottage industry, and I, I'm, I'm proud to be part of that history. Now, the next move for you guys was into the truck series. You talked about it a little bit in 2002 and 2003. You guys had the success at Texas Motor Speedway, where you win four in a row. You win in Las Vegas at your home race. You had so much success there in that 62 truck. You were downright dominant for your two-year stretch in the series, and, I mean, you even won most popular driver during that time as well. Take me through those two seasons and just how much fun was that for you? Yeah, even the 2001 season, we won most popular driver. And i got to tell you, we beat Herschel McGriff for that. How, I, how we beat Herschel McGriff, I have no clue. But that, those were big deals back then. I mean, the, 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 it wasn't just a, a vote of a social media. It, wasn't, you know, it, was, it was people in the garage that voted. It was, it was some fans, most of the people in the garage, officials. Those were special awards to me back then, and we, you know, we just everything we did, we worked real hard on. We worked hard to to win those races. We worked hard to win that, and we worked our tails off to to get to the point where we were that dominant race team. And Napa Auto Parts in 2002, the uh, Rookie of the Year for the you know Craftsman Truck Series. Then that was that was cool. And we just were this team from the West Coast. Everybody said you couldn't do it from the West Coast. That you know, you had to move back east. You had to go, you know, and go to North Carolina and go to Charlotte and do this. Even Shane Wilson, when he came to work for us, said, "Oh no, if you're going to do this, you got to go. You got to be on the West Coast. You got to." And 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 I said, "Yeah, okay. Well, or you got to be on the East Coast." I said, "Okay, we'll see." And after about six months, he goes, "Don't ever move to the East Coast." <laughs> we converted him, and man, we had such a great race team. You just, we didn't have the headaches and the politics of the of the. East Coast. It was the right time in NASCAR where it could really be done w- with a much simpler way than it is done today. And we we had great guys. It was all about the guys. We had we had guys that we've been training since 2000, you know, and, and trained them the way that we wanted them to be. And and everybody bought into the system, you know, and, and it, it turned out to be a, an amazing run of uh, just an amazing run for a race team. Man, it was some of the best times of my life were those years. 
After your 2003 truck season, you made your jump up to the Cup Series in the number 77 Dodge, and you uh, you spent the year driving for none other than the man they call the captain, Roger Penske. Tell me about that move to Cup in 04. Yeah, you know, lots of lots of emotions about that. You know, goods and bads and, and all sorts of things. But in the end, growing up, my father and Rick Mears and Emerson Fittipaldi have been good friends for for 30 plus years and i got to drive for the man rick mears drove for you know i mean that to me that just was the greatest thing i wanted to be an indycar driver growing up so i wanted to drive for roger penske in indycars and the fact that i got to drive for him that meeting the the jasper engines folks with doug bobble and his family and all the jasper engines folks turned out to be some of the greatest people that i still am friends with to this day and i got i got to i went from napa auto parts to kodak I mean, come on. The stuff I've been able to do in my life, just uh, some days I still have to slap myself, and some people say slap me harder, you know, you know to look at what, what I, the people I've worked for, the people I've represented, and I'm, I'm honored to, to say I did it. It, wasn't, it was real, it was fun, but sometimes it wasn't real fun, and we, had, and we had to move on. Well, one thing I've always found really cool about your career, and I mean, you've mentioned it many times, but uh, Shane Wilson, you've worked together, and you've won championships together. And, I mean, you've worked together on so many different teams. Your relationship really has stood the test of time. Talk about that a little bit. Oh, it, 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 had its, it, has its, it had its, you know, triumphs and it had its tragedies. But uh, in the end, what was really awesome for me, you know, because I'm not full-time anymore. I'm just now just an old, retired, part-time driver. But what to me was a big deal was when Richard Childers asked us to get back together in 2000 and uh, what year was that, 13. He reunited Shane and I as driver crew chief, and he, and he said, are you going to be good with that? And I said, yeah, you know, I just need two little words from Shane, and I'll be great. And Shane and I went, went to dinner one night and, and, you know, had our I'm sorry moment, and, and, and ever since then it was like nothing. It was just like 2002. Here we are back together. And, and of course, every, every win in my top three divisions of NASCAR has come with Shane Wilson as my crew chief. Well, a few years back, uh, NASCAR brought back the Southern 500 at Darlington back to Labor Day weekend, and mm-hmm. teams began running these throwback schemes, and you've had some really cool ones from the Orleans throwback to that Royal Inn casino car, but last year you rolled out that awesome number 62 Napa Auto Parts <laughs> car, very reminiscent of your days in Winston West with Bill McAnally, and of course your 2002 truck series season when you drove the 62 Napa truck. How cool of an opportunity was that to recreate your old Napa paint scheme that you saw so much success with? You know, we knew that, I knew that that was my last year full-time, that we were retiring at the end of the year. So for me, it was very special. That was one of the things I, I worked hard. Mac and Allie worked very hard. Um, and, and I got to say a huge thank you to, to all the guys at, at Napa that were involved in allowing me to, because look, they, they had every right not to, to say no. You know, I mean, I don't drive for them anymore. We didn't ask them for money. We just wanted to be able to drive my old paint scheme. I wanted to relive the, old, the glory days, so to speak. So a uh, really huge thank you to all the folks involved with Napa that allowed me to, to run that paint scheme one last time. And it was awesome, man. I, 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 was, I was over the moon about being able to run, run my old Napa scheme, and, and it, was, it was very special. It, it, looking at the car walking down pit road, it, was, it, it brought a tear to my eye because that was, some, some, like I said, it was the best times of my life when I drove for Napa Auto Parts. And, and to be able to see that race car, my name on the door again, to do it, that was awesome. And, and you know, go out that way, made it special. Now, a couple years back after racing at Auto Club Speedway, you went out to Irwindale Speedway and you saw your BMR guys open up the 2016 K&N West season. 
and you got to spend some time with Bill McAnally along with uh, Austin Cameron, who drove the car just after you. I mean, how great was it to, to spend time <laughs> out at a place like Irwindale again? So many familiar faces, and I mean, in fitting fashion, you watched the number 16 Napa car win again at Irwindale. Yeah, no, Bill called us up and wanted us out there for that deal, and and me and Cameron, man, we were we were buds back then. We we were arch rivals and buds, and and it was you know after of course he got in after me, and and it was it was very cool to have me and AC and and Bill there and laughing and chuckling and and having the, of course the the you know races down the road at California Speedway, so it was easy to get there, and that was fun. I, I had a great time going to Irwindale. That's one of the few places in life that I would love to go race at again that I miss. But you know sometimes it's better to relive the old days than go there and. If you don't do well, it's going to really piss me off. So I think I'll just I'll just rest on the on my record there and say I, we were we were pretty bad to the bone. Now let's talk about this upcoming outing you got here because it's pretty exciting stuff. You're pairing back up with Bill McAnally Racing. You guys are going dirt racing at Las Vegas for your first K&N West start since 2002. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Dear God, I'm old. Uh, you know they brought they brought the the big triple header weekend then quadruple header weekend to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway and the South Point Casino, of course, is sponsoring the South Point 400 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race. So we had a lot of stuff to do, and they said they're bringing the West Series, and of course, my father and Bill get together, and when them two get together, you never know what decisions are going to be made. And I get a phone call that says, I'm running the dirt track for at, at, in, the, in the K&N West, and I went, I'm what? And then he said, well, it's, it's you and Bill. I go, oh, that'll be kind of fun, me and Mac Daddy, you know, back together again. And then me and Bill, of course, can't leave one enough alone. We had to bring in the entire 2001 Winston West Championship team back. So we've got Shane Wilson coming. We've got Danny Stockman, the, the two-time uh, Craftsman Truck and Xfinity Series champion, crew chief for Austin Dillon, who's now Daniel Hemrick's crew chief. Junebug, who's the car chief for, for Austin Dillon in, in Cup Series racing. Uh, Jesse Sanders, all of our guys from those years have decided they're going to come back and we're going to crew the deal. So it's it's become an even bigger race than just eh, a little bitty West race at the dirt track. You know, we, uh, we, we, we're we bringing all the old guys back, all the cronies. My only question is, who's going to work on the race car? Because apparently I have way too many crew chiefs and not enough Indians. So it, it's it's like, hmm, who's going to put this thing together? Because all of us are going to sit around and, and say, oh, we tell people to do things now, so it it's going to be fun, man. I can't wait to get back to that racetrack. I'm a little pissed at McAnally. Uh, matter of fact, I'm more than a little pissed. I'll, I'll t- I'll let, we'll tell the folks at home on the podcast that. I'm a little mad. He brings me in for a dirt race. Of course, I, I've I've run dirt my whole life and, and you know finished top five at Eldora in the truck series, and I'm, I feel like I'm a very good dirt racer, and West Series hasn't been on the dirt in a long time. And what does the man do? He brings Christopher Bell in in one of the other cars. You know... Bill, I'm telling you now, I'm calling you out. I'm going to wreck the hell out of Chris. If he, you saw what I did to Daniel Hemrick at Road America. I wrecked the crap out of Daniel Hemrick. The South Point race car at Road America, and he got near me, and I said, that's it, I ain't taking this, and I sent him into the Thule's. Uh, there's walls at the dirt track, Bill. Christopher Bell gets near me, I'm taking him out. <laughs> well, it sounds like we're in for a, a fun <laughs> night of racing out at the Las Vegas dirt track. <laughs> if he beats me, I'm going to be mad. Well, Brennan, I really, uh, really look forward now to seeing you back behind the wheel of a BMR car out at the dirt track at Las Vegas. Definitely uh, look forward to seeing you and Christopher Bell battling out there. And uh, best of luck to you in that race. And thanks a lot for joining the show. 
No, thank you, and thank you to, to McAnally and all the fans out there, West Coast stock car fans especially. You guys are special to me, and, and thank you, Bill McAnally and Bill McAnally Racing, for all you've done in my life. My name is Riley Herbst, driving under 19, not energy drink, Toyota Camry, and you're listening to the Bill McAnally Access Show. Big thank you to two-time series champion Brendan Gaughan for joining the show. He is certainly one of the best personalities in all of motorsports, and he gave us a really fun look into his racing career. This interview today with Brendan is one of the many fun interviews we've had here on BMR Access, and if you're subscribed to BMR Access on TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podbean, or iTunes Podcast, you'll have access to all new episodes as soon as they air. Thanks once more to our featured driver, Brendan Gaughan, for joining the show, and thank you for tuning in and making this show part of your day. I'm Anthony Alejandrez. This has been BMR Access. You've been listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNapa.com. 